0: Greetings people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the eighth weekend after Pentecost. We welcome all of you to worship, those of you who are in the building and also those of you who are participating online. If you are doing so, please go to our website, chapelofthecross.org. You'll be able to find the bulletin for the service under the Resources tab, and you can also find options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. A few announcements for you today. Over the last few years, Chapel of the Cross has been supporting Pastor Bob and Christy Rogner as they serve as missionaries to Israel with Apple of His Eye mission. On the weekend of August 1st, they will be present with us here in Chapel. Pastor Bob will preach and they will both lead Bible class on that Sunday, sharing about the ministry to God's people in Israel. Put that on your calendars as we look forward to them coming here to us. Also, please join us for the evening prayer service this upcoming Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. The service is short, it's mostly sung, and it's a service of prayer. We will meet here in the sanctuary again at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Also, Chapel will be hosting a weekend VBS. That will be on the days of August 6th, 7th, and 8th. All children and families are invited to participate. You may register at the VBS table in the Commons area or call the church office. More information is provided in the chapel weekly. Also, July 25th will be a very special day for us here at Chapel of the Cross. Ellery Glenn will be ordained into the pastoral ministry and installed as specific ministry pastor here at Chapel of the Cross. Please mark that day on your calendar for that special worship service and celebration. That is next Sunday, July 25th at 3 p.m. Another service note for you to be aware of today, we will be receiving the Lord's Supper, but uh, not in the sealed chalices as we've been doing for several months or more. Um, but today we will be coming forward and we'll be receiving the bread and wine. It will be a continuous uh, Lord's Supper in that way. The ushers will let you know when to come forward and then when you have received the bread and the wine and you're leaving back to your seat there are baskets where you may put your chalice. So, that covers the announcements. May God bless you and your worship today. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, 909. We stand to sing.
1: of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, Jesus had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. We all like sheep have gone astray, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let us confess our sins to God. Jesus, our Good Shepherd, we confess that we are sinful from birth, lost sheep who wander far from you. We have sinned by thinking wayward thoughts, by speaking hurtful words, by doing deeds that disobey your loving commands. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, through your most precious blood, reconcile us to yourself. Jesus, our good shepherd, laid down his life for us, his sheep. Therefore, as a called and ordained servant of the word, I announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God.
2: Lord be with you. And also
1: with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we do not deserve your goodness, still you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your holy spirit that we may acknowledge your gifts, give thanks for all your benefits and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the prophet Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them. They will no longer be afraid or terrified nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our Righteousness. Reading is from Paul's second letter to the Ephesians. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself, is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace You, too, are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving, recognized them, and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him, This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. The disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
3: Jesus, blessed Jesus, you have brought us, we are yours, blessed Jesus. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, to you. Blessed Jesus,
0: The name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So I have a question for you, and I'm gonna be asking you to think a lot, imagine some things. So be prepared. My first question for you is, what do you think about when you think of art depicting Jesus? I think that it's most likely done with him during Easter week. After that, very closely after that, probably him as a baby for Christmas. And probably third, maybe not third, but at least really close would be him as judge of all creation. The point with all these is that we have a lot of art that shows the things that Jesus did, the important events of his life. And that's good because we need to know those things. There aren't as many paintings that show Jesus's personality or paintings that show what he does as our God. So if you were to think about what those pictures of Jesus would be like, I am pretty confident that they would be pictures that show him as a shepherd. Think of your favorite picture of Jesus as a shepherd. And if you haven't seen one, imagine one of the things that they have in common probably for all of you is that Jesus is caring for the sheep he is giving him his love giving them his love for me Jesus is carrying a lamb in his arm a feeble lamb and he's looking down at it with so much love like it's a newborn child i love pictures of Jesus that show him as a shepherd because I know that I am the lamb. I am being cared for. And how great would it have been to be cared for and loved by Jesus in person back when he was alive? And how great will it be to have him caring for us in person throughout all eternity? That would be so fantastic. You know, the crowd in the gospel reading today, they could answer some of my questions. How was it like for Jesus to love you in person, to hear him teach you with his own mouth? This crowd, we don't know too much about them other than what Mark tells us. Um, We can probably assume that at least some of them were locals because uh, Jesus tried to get away to somewhere isolated and yet thousands swarmed him. So they knew the area. They knew where he was going. And we know that they were suffering because Jesus had compassion on them. What were they suffering? Um, I don't know. Probably a combination of oppression, disease, famine maybe. We don't know how they were suffering, but we know that they were because Jesus saw them and thought that they were like sheep without a shepherd and sheep without a shepherd they suffer now some of you may be thinking when Jesus thinks of them as sheep that's when he starts having compassion because today we have this idea that sheep are fluffy content creatures and they're well cared for and so it's good to be a sheep It might be good to be a sheep, but that's because of Jesus the shepherd. The truth about sheep is that they are pathetically helpless. Jesus was not complimenting them for being a sheep. It was closer to an insult. Not really, but. We have a professor at the seminary who actually did grow up on a sheep farm And he loves to tell us any opportunity about how dumb sheep really are. His favorite story to tell us is that when he finally was old enough to help with the chores with the sheep, his very first job was literally to save their lives. Because you see, when sheep are in a pen, they stick their head through the railings to go eat grass on the other side. But they don't know how to back up and they sure don't try on their own. Unless my professor in his young teenage years physically pulled them away from the railings, they would have died of dehydration. That is what sheep are. And that is what the crowd was. If sheep don't have a shepherd, they can't make any good decisions on their own. So now that we have this new idea of what these sheep are, let's create a new painting of Jesus dealing with these sheep that are lost, that don't have a shepherd. For me, what I would do is, a bit into the background, I'd have some sheep that they don't know any better, they don't see anything different, and they're trudging painfully through this ragged and hostile land that's devoid of any green thing to eat, and there are wolves surrounding them, and they do not know the danger that they are in. But some of the sheep closer up, they would see Jesus, they would be hearing his call, and they would be kicking their feet up in excitement and bounding toward him because they were in the same landscape as the other sheep, but they are going toward their good shepherd, who is standing in a lush green field with his arm open, welcoming them, standing next to a clear stream so that they may eat and drink in peace. That's what I would do to portray Jesus dealing with this kind of sheep. Wouldn't you wanna be one of those uh, sheep that are in the front? One of those sheep that's excited to go see Jesus I know I would, to be leaving behind all the danger and going towards a place of peace. We will get to experience that in its fullness in the second kingdom. We will. Right now, we deal with glimpses of that. We have glimpses of that peace and being cared for and loved by Jesus when there is a baptism, like earlier today. When we do the Lord's Supper together, as we will do later, or when we learn and confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord. Those are times when Jesus is being here with us, loving and caring for us. So what's stopping that from being the case all the time? The answer is pretty obvious, it's sin, and just as obvious as the answer is, it's Sin is also very vague. The truth of all sin is that it drives us away from Jesus, our shepherd. It ruins our relationship with the most loving and caring and compassionate man that we could ever come across. It's that sin that we need to repent from. Repenting. We know that that's part of the forgiveness process, but what repenting literally means is turn toward. So when I say we need to repent of that sin, we are turning toward God, turning toward our shepherd. We are turning away from the path that is taking us into the desolate land The path of sin, the path that's driving us away from the shepherd, we're turning away from that toward our shepherd. Because if we don't repent, and if we live our life of sin, how can we actually go toward our shepherd? So now you may see, the sin that's keeping us away from our shepherd, that's the original sin, that's the first commandment sin. Because how can we be with our shepherd if we don't trust our shepherd? How can we happily go to him if we place someone or something else above him and we trust in them instead? How can we leave the hellscape that we've been through if we say, I think I can hack it here on my own. I don't need to turn away from my path. It's repentance. And I know this might be getting kind of concerning for a lot of you because you're saying to yourself, oh, this doesn't sound like my gospel. This doesn't sound like what I grew up with." Is this guy being a you know, one of those typical firebrand preachers, repent or burn in hell? Is that what's going on? Is that what the gospel lesson is about? Absolutely not. No, it is not the crowd who earns Jesus as their shepherd. Jesus sees them without a shepherd and he chooses to take them into his care. The crowd is not doing anything. He is having compassion on them when he teaches and feeds them. He continues his care for them when he goes and dies on the cross, forgiving them of their sins and the sins of Jesus' enemies in all of our sins. We're not doing any of that. We're not earning that. And he continues serving his sheep when he rises from the dead and adopts us into him, into his flock. The sheep aren't doing any of that. Because remember, sheep without a shepherd cannot make good decisions. So, yes, we are called to repent. Don't get that wrong. But when we repent, it is not our success. Jesus is leading us through that repentance every step of the way. We may be fighting it sometimes. He doesn't let us go. He's going to hold on to us and lead us like in the psalm. He's going to lead us out of the dark valley past the fatigued water and into peace in him. This is the Jesus of compassion. This is the Jesus who is the good shepherd. We don't repent because we fear a wrathful shepherd because that's not who he is. He is not calling the flock. He's not abandoning any of us because we don't listen to his call. He's not leaving us out in the wild lands, away from him. He is going to follow and shepherd each of us, and nothing can stop him, not even death. That is how much Jesus is going to shepherd each and one of us. Whether he has to put us up on his shoulders or not, he's going to take us to the flock And he is going to keep on speaking to us and calling us until we recognize his name and we can start bounding toward him in joy. Because the sheep, Jesus knows that the sheep aren't going to make the right decisions. He knows the work that he had to do, that he continues to do, and that he will do so that he can care for us forever. We are all part of his flock. Jesus has made us part of his flock. So I want you to think of that picture one more time. Think of yourself as being one of those bounding and happy sheep. Jesus wants that to be you. He wants that to be you who is happy and excited to come when he calls. And if you are not one of those sheep, if you're one of the ones who don't hear him, he's going to bring you in because he has chosen you, he has chosen all of you to be part of his precious flock. So continue to be his sheep and be content in the knowledge that we have the best shepherd we could ever possibly hope for. Amen.
1: invite you to stand as you are able, as we confess the faith of the Church through the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. Good Shepherd of the flock. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Merciful Father, you have compassion upon your people and supply our needs from the riches of your grace. Grant to us hearts that trust in your mercy and thankful spirits that we may acknowledge your many blessings with a grateful heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. When we face challenges, give us hearts of courage and faith, that we may see your hand at work in our lives. Give us a contented spirit, that we may not be anxious about our wants. Help us learn that you supply all we need for this body, and this life, and that you lead us through death to the eternal life to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide those who lead us in this and every place. Empower them to love peace and work to end violence and injustice wherever it is found. Bless the armed forces of this nation and support personnel who guard our freedom And bless those who protect us, from police, to firefighters, to emergency personnel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, by the strength of the weak, be the strength of the weak, the relief of the suffering, the comfort of the grieving, and the peace of the dying. We especially remember this day those who are suffering from infirmities of sickness, including Shirlene Bauer. Lord, make your presence known, that all who cry to you for mercy may find healing, relief, and peace in your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, be present with all who mourn the death of loved ones, Today, especially, we ask you to bring your comfort and peace to the family of Marla Ackerman, who died in the faith on Monday, July 12th. Strengthen them with your word and the promise of life everlasting for all who belong to Jesus, our Savior. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we praise you along with those who are celebrating special milestones of your grace in their lives, especially Zach Simon and his family as they celebrate his 25th birthday this week. And we give you praise with Paige and Megan Hereford and grandparents Brad and Linda Purcell upon the baptism of their daughter and granddaughter, Caitlin Joy. Guard Caitlin with your angels and bless her in every way. Continue to lead, guide, and direct all who are giving thanks for special gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We celebrate the sacrament of the altar of our Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
2: It is right to give Him
1: thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
2: And also with you.
1: invite you to stand as you are able. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, Celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Receive the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor
3: we